two, three, four. In this podcast, you will only hear Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader, includes but is not led to who talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the jump that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. Crystal Fox reports they are divided. For equal sequel, hate and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired. And their time is up, so here's the Knights of Vader. Most impressive. A big thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. It is May 1st, 2019. My name is Zach Weber, and I have the man that is not behind it all, Zanger. It's all going according to plan. Yes, folks. Something, something, dark side. Something, something, something complete. (laughs) Oh god, so much robot chicken. I'm so, okay. Before we get into actually, that, that's that's technically Family Guy. Oh, before yeah. someone jumps oh, on that, yeah, that is yeah. technically Family Guy because the joke is Peter going, "Are this, are this even better than when the Emperor found out good good Star Wars dialogue?" By the way, you're welcome for the random Family Guy impression. <laughs> do we have to insert? Do, much like in Family Guy, are we going to insert a cutaway gag right there? Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear! But no, folks, what a great cutaway gag that was. That was good. That was, is that before or after they started doing the um, Star Wars parodies? Before. Okay. Yeah, I, I know they kind of sprinkled. I know, like, we're kind of like what Robot Chicken did. They sprinkled in Star Wars parodies. Yep. Did you know they did like Force Awakens once? Really? Not 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 Family Guy. I mean Robot Chicken. Oh, oh yeah. I I need to like try to find a way to get caught up on Robot Chicken because I feel like I missed a lot. Yeah, apparently it's still going, but it just kind of just airs randomly now. Yeah, it's one of those things where they have like little things every now and then. I'm like, man, I should get caught up on this, and then I sit there and do other stuff, <laughs> like this podcast. You're telling me Robot Chicken isn't a priority for you, Sanger? It normally is, but it's one of those things that I, I I will lose days of my life if I do that. Like literally, I will be doing that for like hours. So you're telling not me not even realizing you it. prioritize the Marvel Cinematic Universe over Robot Chicken. I did, and I also now have to watch Designated Survivor for a fan. So, oh, lucky you! I know. Apparently, I might like it. I don't know. Going into All this right. with an open mind, and also because I don't have um, House of Cards anymore to watch. Ah, uh, but you know what, folks? None of this applies to what this month is. A year and a half ago, we brought you Last Jedi January. Now, this month, we are giving you Phantom Menace May. Except for the first Venice week May. of May, which is end- <laughs> yes, except for the first week of May, which was Endgame related, but we're not counting that. For the rest of May, we're going to give you so much Phantom Menace nonsense because it's not like the rest of the internet had that has any sort of content related to that film. So we figure we are now the home for all Star Wars Episode One content. And if you couldn't already tell by the name of this episode. I think we've hinted about it for a couple of weeks now, but we are actually going to go through our favorite Star Wars character. Ignore the episode we had where nine, none of us picked our favorite character is this one. Mm-hmm. Palpatine's flawlessly perfect plan that he that has bullet points and 
I, I feel like there's a PowerPoint presentation, and maybe C-3PO is originally his protocol droid, and that's why they need to find him in, in Rise of Skywalker. We're, get, we're getting to that. that that's and, and, he told, and he told him all the plans, then realized, oh, crap. We'll get to that, sir. And you have to add a disclaimer to that, because apparently that might be a potential spoiler. Oh. Um, spoiler alert? Too little, too late, but there you go. Well, maybe I could use my super speed to go back. Oh, wait, I'm not Sonic. Stop! <laughs> I'm putting a ban on that. No more. Much like how you and Force Ghost Jim say I can't bring up the holiday special, oh, I'm, I'm officially to, putting a ban I, on the word Sonic. I, I, I thought you were going to tell me your the the ban on you and um for Zengness. Well, that too. I'm not allowed to say the word Star Wars on Zengness. No, we're both not allowed. It's it's everyone. No, he's not allowed to say it technically. Which by everyone just refers to me and you because we're the worst culprits for it, according to Ellie. Uh, <laughs> God, I think it's funny that how Knights of Vader has kind of become the uh, oh god, the uh, divorced dad of Zengness that lets you like, <laughs> like stay up past your bedtime on the weekends and let you have like like candy for breakfast. Yeah. Oh god. Um all right, Zenger, because Zenger can't say it. I'm going to say it. We're going to break down Palpy's plan of the Star Wars saga and try to figure out how much of this he had planned out and how or how much of it how much of it he just kind of what, what would you say made winged up it? as he went along winged it winged yeah. it so Zenger where are we going to begin with the comics are we going to begin with the movies how are we going to look at this are we going to look at it under the lens of George Lucas are we looking I, I kind of like this article large? thing I found called Palpatine's Master Planet gives bullet points all right, where does it begin? Become a Sith Master. <laughs> Find a new apprentice. Revenge for what? I'm just going to go over all these now. Become Supreme Chancellor of the Galactic Republic. And now there's sub-bullets. Create turmoil at his home planet. Okay. Manipulate the Queen. Gotta scroll a little bit because there's a lot of explanation behind how he manipulated the Queen. Get a new apprentice. Create an army. Weaken the Jedi. Hold on. Weaken the Jedi. Make an army official. And get the definitive apprentice. Got to scroll a little bit more. Eliminate the main threat. Dot, dot, dot. The Jedi. Scroll a little bit more. Why is it it an ellipse? Shouldn't it be a colon? Like, eliminate the main threat. Colon the Jedi. It it was dot, dot, dot. I guess it was like a pause. Oh, okay. Become Emperor. (laughs) Win the Clone Wars. The Force is a strong ally. I don't know what that is. It it says that, and it shows Vader on a table. It's more more like a mantra. (laughs) Get rid of the the, the Senate. That's a big, large time jump. Oh, sorry. This is this is actually the end of it because then because the final thing is what I've learned, and it's the person who wrote all this. I, I thought that was the next thing That's he had funny. to do. Was what have I learned? <laughs> it's like an exercise you'll have, like in like seventh grade. It's like you read all that. It's like what have we learned from today's lesson? Okay, uh, all of this is really convoluted, and I don't think he had all this planned out. But for some reason, he wanted us to think he did. Um, can I go to the bathroom? I was just imagining a kid in seventh grade. So there you go. Okay, good. I guess we'll begin with the Phantom Menace then, right? Like we're not gonna go look at the comics or like or like the books or anything, right? I mean, I'll I'll try to not touch too much on it, but I'll probably allude to it for joking purposes. 
No, but like what I mean is like are we get a reference like the thing in the Vader comic where it has him as like a like a force vision like caressing Shami Skywalker. Like are we gonna start there or are we going to start with like the <sighs> Chancellor should never have gotten them into this? Destroy their ship immediately. I, if it I kind of feel like we need to just briefly touch on it just because it might have relevance, you know. In Rise of Skywalker. Seven, seven to eight months from now, it might have some relevance. Yes, that in the comics, it, yes, it was pointed out and very heavily alluded to that Palpatine was actually the one that used, of course, his master Darth Plagueis' abilities and stuff to manipulate the Force to create Anakin Skywalker on some desert planet somewhere in the Outer Rim. Hmm. I'm saying this nonchalantly because I feel like this, if, if there's one point of this that I'm like, we're stretching, it's this. It's this right here. Nothing else mean? is the stretch that he does. That he did that. What are the chances of you finding some rando kid out on Palpatine? I mean, out on tattooing? Well, my question is to you is that, like, I'm seeing a lot of people, because there's a lot of rumors going around on, um, like, Reddit and stuff about, like, oh, like how everybody had like a plan and was like manipulating stuff because I've seen a lot of people and you can tell me your opinion on this singer. A lot of people are like, Oh, Snoke bridged Ray and Kylo Ren's minds in the last Jedi. And yes, Snoke says that explicitly in the film, but if you watch like by the end of the film, when Kylo Ren goes into like the command center on crate and he sees the gold dice and they fade in his hand and he looks up and we hear that sound again of them bridging their minds. Snoke is dead. So clearly their force bond or force Skype is, is it's something beyond Snoke. I don't think Snoke had anything to do with that. I think Snoke was aware of it. And he was taking credit for it, but I don't think he had any control over it. I very enjoy the fact with force Skype, you can't hang up the call. Or yes, pick it, up. it Ray, just Ray hangs up. Well, no, I'm just saying you you can't not pick up. Apparently, like it just automatically picks up. See, just like, like what happened to Kylo Ren, he couldn't even get a towel in time. Ah, <laughs> oh, Ben Swallow. Yes, good old Ben Swallow. Um, but no, but like that's what I mean. Though is that like let's say Anakin does like let's say sh- uh, oh god the conception of anakin skywalker is through some weird mystical voodoo magic of the force why wouldn't palpatine take credit for it? it's not like somebody out there is gonna be like nope nope it was me like, so wait is he the is he the sith lord equivalent of like boba fett then to where he just kind of stumbles his way into like a good thing things keep happening to him they really didn't have too much to do with well i maybe <laughs> it's like Palpatine, Everything's did, happenstance. Yeah, Palpatine. Did did you manipulate the Force to create the Chosen One? Yes, I have foreseen it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he never direct. Yeah, it's, it's always I. It, it's always some indirect response of like I have foreseen it. The Force wills it. Actually, that, he doesn't really say the Force at all. Did my bad on that one. But that's why I mean, though, is like how much of this is stuff happening. And how much of it is Palpatine like directly like affected? Well, let's get into it. But that's no, but that's what I mean though. With like the conception of Anakin Skywalker, it's like this. Did Pal? Do you think Palpatine created Anakin, or do you think Palpatine's like taking credit? I for think it? Palpatine manipulated Anakin's mind to make him think that. Uh, I don't know. It sets it up though too. This is a confusing one. 
because it kind of sets it up in the movies. It kind of begins confirms in the comics, but everything it just says are lies and manipulation. So I don't think I think they're trying to present both sides of it. I don't think they're trying to like impress a person one way or the other. Yeah, there's no def- there's no definitive answer. Don't don't look up don't look up stuff on Wikipedia, Justin. Don't do it. Oh God, no! What am I doing, Justin? Zinger. Sorry. <laughs> Justin, who the hell is Justin? I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Justin doesn't exist. It's just Zanger and Star Jones. Yes, and whatever other alter egos I come up with in between now and then. Like, don't think about it, Zanger. Don't think about Zanger. What What the hell are you talking about, Zanger? No, that's that's what the hell are you talking about, Zach? Oh, okay, excuse me. Yes, you, you finally have one alter ego? Yeah, let's go with that. Oh man, folks! All, it's so weird. Kind of like we have all these different like things of the Zack Zanger podcasting universe. Yeah, it's like it's so gross. so many inside jokes. They're exclusive to one of the podcasts. God, God, God forbid someone come into this later and try to figure it out. It's a mess. It's like imagine the exact opposite of the MCU. It's just all these different like threads <laughs> going off into like different like dead ends. Oh nowhere. Oh god. So I guess we're. I, I would say that I think Anakin's birth. Is something that just happened—a natural evolution of the Force, or a prophecy of the Force, however you want to interpret it. I and still say that whole thing's bullcrap, but whatever. <laughs> well, tune in next week, folks, because in the Master and Apprentice book, prophecies is the word of the day. Ugh. No, don't listen to him, folks. Master and Apprentice is phenomenal, and you'll hear me talk about it next week. I, I just was saying that to prophecies and Star Wars, and uh, it's great. It's, it's something great. that's not relevant until the prequels. No, nah, well. Yeah, y- yes and no. But anyway, though, so, okay, so are we going to assume, how are we going to assume this? Are we going to assume that Palpatine, you're not answering my question, you keep deflecting. Okay. Do you think that Palpatine, Palpatine decided to Skywalker? become the most evil, most despicable thing in the universe? A senator. <laughs> All right, clearly Sanger's not giving an answer to that. I'm going to say that Palpatine took credit for Anakin and, had, and he oh, really oh, had no oh, role that. in it. I, I thought we were moving on. No. All right, I guess we are moving on now. So, with that being said, I guess we're going to tie this now into the the events of the Phantom Menace. So, Zenger, will you please explain to me what Palpatine's plan is with the Trade Federation? What is it he's trying to accomplish? So, he somehow becomes the leader of the Trade Federation. He then has them put a trade ban or blockade no a blockade over his home planet of Naboo knowing that that the that the queen and everyone are going to be like no you can't do this and it's going to start at least some kind of conflict that that he can technically play both sides on mm-hmm. is my guess and with his magical center powers try to get into a higher seat seated position because he knows Maybe that Chancellor Valorum doesn't wouldn't go for stuff. I don't see that, that's the thing. It's how deep does this really go, and how much are we just reading <laughs> into this too? Well, that's that's my question though, because like I've all even like when I was a kid and I had watched the Phantom Menace, I always tried to figure out like what was Palpatine's like end game for this. It's like because I know there's a point where Newt Gunray's like, "My lord, is that legal? I will make it legal." It's like. What does that mean? Well, it's, it's, it's like, one of those. Why didn't one of those guys just stop and go? Wait, who is this guy? Well, that's what they. At one point, they do that because it's like when oh, Darth yeah, Maul shows up, they're like, "Oh no, now there are two of them." 
<laughs> which is great. Okay, I know we're gonna get we're gonna really focus on the Phantom Menace like in, in a couple of weeks. When we do our like our, our retrospective uh, specifically on that, but like there are some great like that's the other thing too is like how much of this is just like George Lucas like fluff dialogue and how much of it is like oh like Zenger said how like we are kind of like imprinting our own like framework on to well it. i think we can both agree that and because i'm now, now looking over the article thing that i had pulled up that has all the different bullet points and it does say that sidious was natural sidious is naturally a gifted puppet master yeah okay invader was naturally had good grip it's like, what, what, what does that mean? No, I'm just saying that, that like, I I guess the Sith work, I don't know. But, the, okay, I guess, okay, the point is, though, is that, like, what was Palpatine trying to accomplish with, with the trade blockade? It's he like, was yes. trying to get his himself moved up in politics, I think yes. is the simplest way of putting it, is because he knew that the Trade Federation would, would be like, it, it's him playing both sides. Yes. It's, it's him knowing that, he can cause something to happen in the Senate that's going to make everything kind of screech to a halt with them doing anything, which then can allow – no, they, sorry. They'll make something happen in the Senate, the Trade Federation one, which will screech everything to a halt, which makes him able to manipulate the Queen, Padme, to then – you know, for her to say it so it's not coming from him so then he can get himself put okay. into that position. So, so it's fair to say that the events of the Phantom Menace – Unfold exactly as Palpatine wanted them to. It's all gone according to plan. I have foreseen it. There's going to be uh, a lot of that people buckling. Yes, up. and folks, if he, I was thinking about this today, like like in preparation for today's episode of recording, and I realized if we get a whole nother movie with like more Palpatine stuff, Zenger and I, the, the amount of quotes, like I want you all to brace yourselves. Come December, it's just going to be like. All these like robot chicken level like quotes and just like fictitious scenarios. Um, oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be un- it's gonna be great for us. It's gonna be unbearable for the audience. Oh, also, I know this is past event thing, but um, don't forget May second is Get Back Detours Day. Why is May second go- Get Back Detours Day? I don't know. It's because everyone's got Star Wars on the mind. So I figured that that would be the best day to nominate as me going on Twitter and demanding that I get detours. May 2nd or May 4th? May 2nd. Because May 4th is, of course, May the 4th be with you. May 3rd is... May 2nd is May 2nd. It's not like like detours, like... like, uh... Like oh uh, oh to the detour yeah okay I, I see what you're getting at there I don't know I I, I don't know I, I, I'll I'll see what happens on Twitter tomorrow that's because all I'm gonna be doing is just sitting there all day tweeting stuff about detours so I have a question going back to the Phantom Menace what would have happened if just one thing didn't work out the way Palpatine let's well, say the for thing ex- is he kind of set up to where it had to happen that way well let's say for example that like like the Jedi like escape the trait like. I guess he figured that when he tells the Nemoidians and the Trade Federation to kill the Jedi, he figures the Jedi would be incompetent. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sorry, not the Jedi. The, the, the Trade Federation would be incompetent. Like, is Palpatine aware of the line that George Lucas says in the behind-the-scenes documentary about the Phantom Menace, where he's talking to Steven Spielberg and he says the battle droids are kind of useless. The Jedi cut through them like butter. <laughs> Like was Palpatine you say, is Palpatine aware of the director of the movie he's in? You get on me for fourth wall breaks. <laughs> like I wonder how much of this, like, uh, like, 
that that's the issue though. Is it like what if like something happened? But like, I guess he wanted to make sure that the Jedi got involved too. I, I guess he's trying to make sure to like lay out everything possible. Plus, there was something when I was looking up stuff for this part. There's like a grand Sith scheme that this all plays into. It's been okay. going on for years, and I'm like, okay, I'm not even gonna try. Exactly. Like that's again. I don't want to like take anybody else's like fan fiction and like work it in. Oh no, this. this is supposed to be like something that's that's like used to be legends and is partially still true, maybe in canon. Eh. And well, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm I'm sorry. We're focusing on one crazy Sith at a time here. Well, and plus too, we're kind of trying to focus explicitly just on like what Jorge Lucas did, and just the the overall. Oh god, the plot and just the the. Oh god, the the character arc, if you can call it that, of Palpy. It's like, like how much of this? Like, what would have happened, for example, like when like Qui Gon, Obi Wan, or like on the, oh god, uh, oh god, would you call it? Like, I don't want to say trellis because that's not what it is, but kind of like the little bridge, like where like Padme and Captain Panaka are being like escorted, and they jump over and they like kill the battle, or not kill, but they destroy the battle droids. Like, what would have happened if like one of them deflected a shot and it hit Padme by accident? Like, what would have happened then? It's like, like, like all of a sudden that happens, and it cuts back to Palpatine, like, on Coruscant. It's like, oh, crap. What do I do now? It's like, like, it's what would have happened? It's all gone according to... <laughs> exactly. Get it's me like, another what? queen. I must manipulate her to do my bidding without her knowing it. Somebody call up Kira Knightley. I need her at once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like, that's what I mean, though. It's she was like, in that movie. Yes, she was. See, Sanger knows. Yeah. Um, the more you know, folks. Uh, no, but that's what I mean, though. It's like, how much of this, like, like what would have happened if, like, R2-D2 wasn't on board the Royal Starship and fixed, like, what, the hyperdrive? I, it's uh, like, like, what would have happened? Like, oh, they got only... blown up in space. The end. Bah, 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 but then, but then him... But then him as the senator from that planet could have been like, I'm, you know, the Trade Federation has done this to my planet. But he could have still, he he made it to where no matter what situation played out, he could spin it. Because if they got killed or the queen was killed or something happened, he could spin it as they're doing an illegal block. It, it could have been more him then. But at that point, though. But then like, at that point, how does he move stuff? Up? Well, he can create chaos or if. Valorum doesn't do what he needs to, then he could just do the vote of no confidence himself. But, but my question, though, is that like, what is Palpatine's endgame with this? Like, yes, like, like the bullet point, the bullet point. Get all the infinity stuff. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> then go back in time and unsnap everybody. Um, spoiler alert. Um, no, but my question is like, what is Palpatine's endgame? Is it to gain power to be emperor, or is it to get a hold of Anakin? Like, what is the end game here? Is, okay, is just okay. To, to gain I'm, I'm going title with title or to to get Anakin. I'm the going chosen to one. gain power. So Anakin's just kind because, of like a positive, like side benefit of all this. Yes, because I'm saying that that's too far of a stretch to say that with, with the Anakin thing. I'm sorry, it's it's way too out there to be like, oh well, you need to damage their hyperdrive so that they can. Only go as far as tattooing, where there will be this boy that they will find. Where before. he will, where he'll meet a uh, 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 elder. Well, was Qui Gon, uh, this mystic Jedi character with a blue winged 
weirdly offensive voice impersonation who own him. Where the <laughs> like, like that's what I mean. Though, is like, it's Palp- like imagine the like we joked about Zenger's bullet point list for this. Can you imagine Palpatine's? It probably was like like four or five pages long. It's like first. Have the trade Federation I, do I, I, I would prefer to, I would prefer this not to be bullet pointed, but to be numbered steps. <laughs> Just so it cuts to him like the first few, and then it cuts back to him later going, step number 5,789. Have fives be somebody that I can turn to and be like, these these uh clone troopers can't be trusted. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> But that's why. So, so you're saying is that the whole thing with Anakin is just a positive benefit of all this. It's like, and that's where you have the line of dialogue. We'll watch your career with great interest. Yeah, but wouldn't that be yeah. contradictory to what they're alluding to, like with the comics of like Palpatine, like having his fingers in this, like having his fingers like in, no. in the the conception of Anakin. Oh, yeah, it was. Because you do have the line of dialogue in Revenge of the Sith during the opera sequence where he's like, he even had the power to con- like influence the midi chlorians to create life. Also, in this bullet point thing, it does say the Sith wanted revenge on the against the Jedi and against the Republic. This revenge was cooked up for a thousand years until Palpatine was ready to strike. Yeah, but again, how much of that is 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 like EU it, stuff? What, what a ton of them how sitting much of it is George Lucas. A ton of Sith sitting in a room. Or sorry, there's like only one or two Sith. One Sith sitting in a room, banging his hand on the table, going, "We will get our revenge. Well, that's literally- we'll get it." Well, that's what happens in the Phantom Menace. It's like with uh, Darth Maul. He's uh, yeah. like, "Finally, reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, we'll have our revenge." By the it's way, like, that we does need happen. To do the comedy thing again because there is a. The, the Sith Apprentice, and that's like the only thing he says in that entire thing, is every time it cuts the mall, that's all he's saying in that video. In, in what? There, there, there's a comedy video that came out years ago, and it's called The Sith Apprentice, and it's a knockoff of the, um, of course, the show apprent, the TV show Apprentice. Uh, it's got all the different apprentices that Sidious had, and every time uh, it cuts the mall to, <laughs> to do a talking headshot, it's just him saying that. Speaking of which, some fun trivia. Did you know that um, in the Phantom Menace, obviously we all know Ray Park did the uh, physical role of Darth Maul. It's also Toad in the X-Men movies. Yes. Is that your fun fact? No, it's not. But the voice of Maul in that is Pierre Serafinowicz, who you might know as The Tick. Amazon's The Tick. He was also had had a very brief role in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's the one who says, uh, what a bunch of a-holes. And they actually brought they, according he did an interview a couple of weeks ago, and they I think it was with Collider, and they're like, oh, like were you offered to do like come back and voice Maul in Solo? And he's like, yeah, actually I recorded dialogue for that. Then like like weeks before the premiere, they called me up and were like, we're going with Sam Witwer instead, or we're going. I, I, and he's like, oh, it's like why did you even bring me in then if 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 you want to go with the new with the, the current guy that's doing the voice, and uh, so sorry. they did. They 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 made the right choice in that situation. Sorry, buddy. No, well you can't tell the freaking difference. I, I I know, but but Sam Sam what we're getting work makes me happy. But Pierce Fenowitz is fun though. He's a, he's an interesting looking. He's getting work. He's the tick. Yeah, but a it's, job and, which he stole, by the way, from uh, Patrick Warburton. Yeah, huh? like none of people saw that version when it was on TV to make it count. I I did, and it is it's Patrick Warburton as you watched tech. it when it was originally on TV, like in Fox. I and like feel 2000. like I did as a kid one time. 
I remember seeing is- posters for it. I remember like seeing like a billboard for it when I was like younger, and I'm like, what the hell is that? No, because I watched the cartoon when I was younger too. I I don't deny that. <laughs> but uh, going back to Palpy, is that so? My like, master plan is nearly complete. So like you, you just started telling me it. <laughs> so basically, the Phantom Menace plays out like he wants it to. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I, like, okay, okay. In my so reality. What so what would have happened if, like, Darth... Let's say, for example, he's, like, Darth Maul is dispatched. Okay, Darth Maul on Tatooine. Why is Darth Maul there? To execute the queen? Uh, that's... Okay. And so let's say for... Okay. And let's say he does kill Padme. Let's say, I don't know, Qui-Gon's taking a whiz out back, and, and Obi-Wan's, like, going through the queen's wardrobe. And let's just say he does kill her. What's the plan then? It's like, like my weird thing is that, like, if, if Palpatine wanted to cause unrest out of like the hundreds of star systems in the Galactic Senate, it's like, oh, if Padme would have something happened to her, like, I would imagine there'd probably be at least a hundred other senators that would have called for a, a vote of no confidence. Like, that's what's so weird. It's like, oh, if, pa- if, if Padme doesn't. There's something work out, he could manipulate more, though. I feel like that's the thing, is he wanted to be more in control of the situation. Sure. Like that again. I'm not questioning you. I'm just questioning the idea. No, you should. We should all question everything right now. But that's what I mean, though. Why is Maul on Tatooine, and why is he attack Qui Gon? So let's say, for example, he attacks Qui Gon. Like what happens? Because he's sent to he's sent to Tatooine to kill the Queen. Yeah, and what does that get him though? So has then who calls for a vote of no confidence against Chancellor Valorum? But. Palpatine needs to get rid of his apprentice that he doesn't want. Does he? Sure. Does he not? Why does he want Maul? Anakin's like still wearing like uh, what's it called? Um, pull-ups. It's like, like, come on, he ain't being a Sith Lord just yet. That's what I mean, though. Why is why is Maul there? Why is Darth Maul on Tatooine? Like, let's this Padme is, is Queen Amidala even told that a Sith Lord tried to attack them? I haven't watched Phantom Menace in a while, so I don't remember if that scene happened. I think I it's just referred to as, a, as an assassin. That's what I mean. A Sith assassin. Right? Like, like, like that's what I mean, though. It's like, what, what was Palpatine's plan with that, though? Just, like, I get it. Cause chaos. But at the same time, though, it's like, the effect's are already there. If they weren't already stranded on, on Tatooine, they would have went directly to Coruscant. Like, I, 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 I know, they have to pick up... Okay. I get... I'm not trying to be like like nitpicking this movie. We're that's what we're doing. We are just nitpicking for the sake of doing it. But it's like like the only reason why they get stopped off at Tatooine is to bring Anakin into the plot. Like, why do you need Darth Maul there? Like, you have the moment at the end. Like, I know you need an action beat and you need a lightsaber fight to keep people happy. But like, couldn't you have something else where I don't know? Like, you find out that like the Trade Federation is like put out like like a, a bounty on Queen Amidala or something. Like, there's something else you could have done with that other than have Darth Maul show up. Or what you do is you don't even introduce Darth Maul as. Sidious is like apprentice You just have him show up like out of the blue Like oh my god who is that is it a Sith Because think about it in 1999 Nobody knew what a Sith was Unless you were like a Super oh, duper hardcore yeah, Star Because then there would have been the um, The whole thing with it's like oh my god It's a red lightsaber That's what I mean like I, I get I it Actually, Save it save it You're, you're spoiling later stuff 
Like, that's the weird thing about, like, the Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace is, like, so far removed from the rest of the Star Wars saga. And I get why Jorge did that. But at the same time, it's like there's so many things he could have... Like, again, I think that's the thing that's the most interesting about the Phantom Menace. And, like, Sanger said, we'll delve into it in the next couple weeks. Is that it feels like such an open sandbox in a way that, like, no other Star Wars movie does. Like, every other Star Wars movie has a weird sort of constraint to it. Yet that film feels the most like wide open. And I, at that point, basically every choice is an arbitrary choice. I don't mean that like with a negative connotation. It's just kind of like inescapable, especially with a movie that far removed from the events of the original trilogy. Like that's what makes that it's so weird this film kind of discuss in that sense. It's like it's this weird sort of like no man's land in Star Wars. I, I I don't think Palp. I mean, I don't think Anakin was part of his plan. I just think he was a nice cherry on top. What would have happened if Darth Maul was like chasing after Anakin with the speeder speaker speeder, and Qui Gon doesn't tell him to drop, and Darth just, Maul just cl- just, just cl- runs him over? <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like, oh crap. It's like imagine like you fast forward like thirteen years later in Palpatine's just sitting there like I had to, like Dooku's like an old man he has like liver spots all over him and he's like I, Dooku I was this close I was this close until that red horned guy ruined it all for us <laughs> and all of a sudden like Dooku's just like rubbing his neck and he's like wow and it's like for some reason it's I like, felt like there's, there should be more pain there. <laughs> That's what I mean, though. It's like what, there's all these weird things that, like, oh, how I know, like, like Cowboy Hat Man Dave Filoni has been like, oh, how much of this has been like Palpatine's plan? How much of it is like happenstance? And it's like I get it. Like Palpatine can't be in control of everything, though. But like, if you look at like what goes on, like in specifically Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, it's like, oh, it's like Palpatine like directly manipulates Jar Jar. Like, again, Dello Felagets. It's like, let's give the Chancellor uh, Hitler powers. And it's like, oh, okay. And I think it's so weird that, like, Padme's entire, like, storyline for the first half of, like, Attack of the Clones until she becomes love interest is like, oh, I'm fighting the Military Creation Act. And Jar Jar is, like, her, like, junior senator. And, like, the moment she's gone, he's like, I'm going to do the exact opposite thing my boss would not want me doing. Perfect. <laughs> like that's what I mean, though. I think that's why, like, again, I, I don't think it's by accident that like Jar Jar is the one who's responsible for all this. That is like, if there ever was an F, like, other than George Lucas wearing the T-shirt of Han shot first, yeah. I don't think George Lucas has ever given a bigger middle finger to the fandom than that moment. Well, unless we take the Darth Jar Jar theory that he's actually behind it all, we can only hope he's behind it all. God, we can only hope. But I mean. <sighs> Palpatine's plan's ridiculous. I I do think he just lucked into a lot of it, to be honest. Do but like this is the same like okay yes, but this is the same guy or character that was like able to sit there like manipulate Anakin, keep like dual like persona somehow was in control of dual sides of a war. Like, think about it. He was able to manipulate both sides of a war. Imagine, like, at the end of World War II, you find out that, like, one person was behind all of it. It's, like, the same person with two different ideas. Of course, the, the, the Illuminati and the Bilderberg group. That, oh, sure. Um, Sorry, I, hold on. Where's my tinfoil hat? <laughs> it's next to Thor's hammer. Ah. Uh, if, <laughs> if it's not ready back in time. Oh, no. <laughs> that might have to be bleeped out, folks. 
No, that's what I mean. No, it's like Palpatine was able to manipulate both sides of the conflict. And one other thing that's really weird in this is like if you think of your dialogue for Attack of the Clones, is that I like one too? But okay, uh, yeah, I, I was waiting for that. We, we haven't referenced Attack of the Clones in a while. And like when Count Dooku is like interrogating, exposing, expository. Oh God! Uh, spouting expository dialogue to, to Obi Wan when he's captured, and he's like, "Oh, like ten years ago, the Viceroy of the Trade Federation fell under the influence of a Sith Lord, and then came to me when he was betrayed." And it's like, "Oh, Obi Wan, like, like Qui Gon would never have felt fallen for this. Like, help, like, join me, and together we can destroy the Sith." And then, like, you fast forward to Revenge the Sith, and Gunray is taking orders from from Sidious again. It's like what happened there. He, like he had no choice. I, I don't. But that's what I mean. I think that's the whole thing too. With like, like it's never really touched upon in Clone Wars, the TV show, or just like as a concept in Star Wars. Is that like the whole idea was both the Republic and Trade Federation were both, or I guess the Confederacy of Independent Systems were both duped by Palpatine. I don't think either because the whole thing is that nobody even really it's not until very late in Clone Wars. I think it's like season five that they find out that like Lord Tyrannus is is Count Dooku. And it's like at that point, like the Jedi oh, have please, no idea. Let's, let's get more into into the folly <laughs> of episode two. I don't think it's I, don't, it's I have a question. The, 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 the words Lord Tyrannus is said once. An attack of the clones and i think it's like said once or maybe even twice in, in, in its entirety in the, the clone war series it's like it's this weird thing that i don't think it's much like how zenger likes to complain with sifo diaz it's like i don't think it's ever touched upon that like palpatine was able to dupe two different sides of a conflict to the very end and it's not until he reveals himself to anakin in revenge of the sith that the dots start to come to de- together for anybody even though it has to be said that like George Lucas was seeding this because Count Dooku basically like spills the beans on Palpatine to Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan just kind of sees through it. And yet at no point in any of the books, because any of the cartoons as it was comics, pointed out, as it was pointed out in last Jedi. Yes. I'm now bringing up that uh-uh. Luke himself points out that the Jedi of old were too blind to even see that there was a Sith Master right in front of them that was manipulating everything the whole time. Well, well, yeah. I enjoy that that was pointed out, because that kind of immediately retcons everything. No, it doesn't. No, it does, because I'm like, I love Obi-Wan. Trust me, I love Obi-Wan, but that kind of goes with him to be like, he was even too proud to acknowledge the fact that they might have been being duped. I don't, I don't know, though, because, like, okay, did he Is go it, to the council and say something? No. Probably. Probably. If I, it fell on death ears. Well, that's what it is, though. It's the, the hubris and the arrogance of the Jedi Order. But We need new Jedis. Thing. Call them Skywalkers. <laughs> Don't spoil things from the rise of Skywalker. Okay. Um... But no, like I think, like there's a weird sort of stuff that's going on right now in Star Wars, where like there's a lot of I I, I, th- I can't imagine between the Master and Apprentice book and that new like uh, Count Dooku audio book that they're really kind of pushing. I don't think any of is this it is him reading it. Well, it's it's the voice actors from Clone Wars doing it. Like it's all like, like the original voice actors from the cartoon. Like I don't think they brought Sorry, like, let me, let me back to life. Oh, Count Dooku. Sorry, I thought I thought you said Palpatine for some oh, reason. Oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. Okay, if I said that, my bad. Um, <laughs> I meant Dooku. 
I okay. always do. Well, like, I, I wanted to hear Palpatine and be like, oh, my God, go get Seth MacFarlane right now. I want him to read me that book. I think Palpatine. I, OK, I, I, they released something about that audio book. And I know he's in like like the voice credits. I know it's not Seth MacFarlane, but I know he's in there. Nice. But like, I have, but again, it's weird. Like, like as much as Zenger likes to complain about how many plot holes there are in Attack of the Clones, and I agree with him. But at the same time, though, I like the idea of there being like all this, like kind of like much like how Yoda says, like the the shroud of the dark side clouds us all. It's like I love the idea that like things aren't exactly clear in that movie. I, I, I like that. Like in retrospect, I love the idea of going back. I think about it. Attack of the Clones is almost 20 years old. By the it, way, you want to know can solve all of this? Jorge? Don't think about it. <laughs> no, but like, okay. This at least can be like they're, they're retroactively connecting the dots. I don't think retconning is the right works. I think Lucas probably had some of this in mind. Uh, it should be pointed out too that, like, even if you go back, like, we, I still think there's a lot of deleted scenes from the prequels and even the original trilogy, for that matter, that we have not seen. Because if anybody remembers, they're like Attack of the Clones, like toys. The original, like first wave Count Dooku action figure came with a green lightsaber, and then like in the comic book for Attack of the Clones, he's wielding a green lightsaber. And then, like, there was, like, apparently, like, one deleted scene that was, like, used in, like, one TV spot that, like, was only, like, seen for, like, one weekend, and Count Dooku has a green lightsaber. So, like, So you're thinking that originally he wasn't even being portrayed as a real Sith? Well, the weird, well, I don't know exactly. I don't know what conclusion even to draw from it. What I'm trying to say, though, is I think there was a lot of stuff in that movie, like, stuff about sifo stuff about, like, Count Dooku's role in all these things. Because I know a lot of people, like, when Revenge of the Sith came out, they're like, oh, Count Dooku, like, dies five minutes into the movie, what a waste of a villain. And it's like, no, I think Lucas, again, and if anyone's fault, it's Lucas's fault, but I think there's a lot of stuff in that movie that got cut out and we still haven't seen to this day. For whatever reason. Like, Lucas isn't stupid. He knows that, like, if he just slowly trickles out deleted scenes over the next, like, 20, 30 years, if he was still in control of all this, he'd have a fortune. Like, like oh god, I, there's still stuff that we hear about from like the original trilogy. Stuff that was like, like there's like, um, oh god, I can't think of the exact term for it right now though. Where they take like production kid, stills. Kid, if people are paying attention to your hair, we're in big trouble. I don't get what that's even a reference to. When Mark Hamill was on the um the one show and he was doing the impression of um, oh, uh, Harrison Ford. Oh, he he did like a spot on impression of Ford um, from the like scene after they were in the trash compactor. And like while they were sitting there setting up for the shot or something, uh, Luke pointed out, he's like, wait, shouldn't my hair be wet? And then, of course, Harrison Ford turned to him and went, kid, if people are paying attention to your hair in this movie, we're in big trouble. <laughs> and he did like a spot on like perfect one. And he said that um, that he's actually done that impression in front of Ford and he's like I don't sound like that <laughs> so oh good old um, angry angry man oh god I, I hope the rumors of him coming back for the rise of Skywalker are true and it's just like Harrison Ford just like like just stab me already kill me <laughs> again <laughs> that he, he is the most angriest person to be in a movie don't drop another door on me again <laughs> <laughs> it's just all B-roll. If, you, if they drop another door on me again, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> oh, man. 
Um, no, I mean, I know we're getting kind of sidetracked, but no, I, but I, I, no, I don't think we're getting sidetracked. I think the thing is that, like, I think there are so many, like, oh god, um, I don't want to say holes, but I guess that's what it is. It is a plot hole at the end of the day. But I think there's so much that's deliberately either by Lucas's intention. Or just Lucas being Lucas and doing whatever the hell he wants because he's Lucas. Gunga, gunga, doku, doku. It's just the idea that, like, he's just making it up as he goes along. So, like, oh, if he feels that something doesn't work right or doesn't work correctly, he's going to cut it out. Whether, like, it harms the overall just, like, abstract macro perception of his film. So, like, imagine if he's – because I think I've, I've mentioned it on here before. Like, the original, like, shooting script for Revenge of the Sith – was Anakin like did all the stuff he did in the movie was for power, like tying into what he does in Attack of the Clones, where he's like, I wish I had the power to stop people from dying. I wish I had more power. Like the thing he says with like Padme when they're like like in the fields and he's like someone should force the politicians to like behave in the best interest yeah. of the people. And then like, oh, apparently the rumor was that like Lucas showed all of his director friends a rough edit, like the first cut of the film, and they thought it did not make any sense that Anakin would be would be power hungry. So he went back. And that like would make more things. sense. I I don't know. Whatever his, whatever Spielberg and Scorsese and Coppola and and uh, De Palma told him, they all told him that it doesn't make sense to Anakin's power hungry. And Lucas went back and made it that he was trying to protect Padme. <sighs> That's that's apparently the original you know, thing of Revenge of the Sith. You know what? I would have been so amazingly happy with that because it makes more sense then when you go with the flashbacks, not the flashbacks, the um, the stuff that Obi Wan says. Well, it also ties into what happened in Star Wars. I know we kind of already touched upon this a couple of months ago, but even in Star Wars Clone Wars with the little like like the little Nelvon character and the K drawings and the the little like mechanical fist that grows out and the yeah. fact that it just wants more and more power until eventually it consumes everything around him that he loves. Like that's what it was. It wasn't that he like he turns to the dark side to protect Padme. It's that his power thirst eventually consumes everything that he loves. I I would have liked that more. I think that would have been a better story. It would have been a better character plot for him. Of that that's and that she still died of a broken heart because she lost the man she loved to this this obsession he gained. Exactly, and I think that's why you see things like yeah, I, I, who knows? Like I would imagine the footage is still there. Like if Lucas still has a copy oh, of the great. holiday now, special, it's somewhere. It's, now, it's a detours. May third is um, give me give me the deleted scenes. But that's what I mean, though. Like like I don't think about this. Like I don't even want deleted scenes. Like like would that be neat? Great. I don't care. I want the original shooting script for all these movies. Give me the shooting script, which they would obviously have somewhere. I want those because they would need to have that before they start filming stuff. And that would solve – I think that holds a lot more clues to what would, ha would happen in a lot of these movies. Like it would explain everything in The Force Awakens. It would explain all the mysteries behind Rogue One and Solo's production problems. Just give me the shooting scripts. Like unredacted, untampered with, that's what I want. Because I think that that's kind of like the ground zero to figuring out what's behind all these movies, and what's behind Palpatine's true plan. Exactly, and that's and that's kind of my question though. Is like like we don't hear how much I know Star Wars, like the Lost Missions, the last season of of the Clone Wars, delves into like Sifo-Dyas and all that. But like we we don't know really like what was Sidious's Palpatine's connection to to Sifo-Dyas. Like we don't know any of that. I think it's. He's supposed to have manipulated him. 
But okay, but we keep using that term. Like, okay, who hasn't Palpatine manipulated at this point? Kidster? Nobody. Daxter Jaxter? <laughs> well, no, because he's the one who tells Obi-Wan about the clone army. And, and so the, we're assuming that Kevin he goes Owens. into that, that, that diner, orders some disgusting food, sees the a guy pulling Joe. up. Zanger, uh, Zanger, it's a cup of Joe. Oh, okay. Doesn't isn't that isn't that what the uh, the wait the robot waitress says? Like, you want a cup of Joe's with you? It's like, yes, please. I sure. <laughs> You're making me one try to remember a movie I hate, and two try to remember a scene I hate even more. Attack of the Clones might be the weirdest Star Wars movie we have, folks. It is. It might be. It might be the weirdest Star Wars movie we have, and I mean that in the best way possible. I mean, who knows with uh, with Rise of Skywalker, it's going to answer all the questions, just like Endgame did. Uh-oh. I I look for <laughs> okay okay Zanger. Do we ever? I, I feel like we could talk about this forever, and I feel like we're kind we're getting nowhere slowly. Um, like I guess the, again, going back to the original thing though, I, we want for for Phantom Menace made. We wanted to keep this more on the Phantom Menace in the prequel era. Because I don't think anything happens in the original trilogy that isn't according to Palpatine's plan. Uh, just everything in Return of the Jedi, apparently. Well, even that could be up for if you're reading like the Reddit's leak, like the like the spoil. Okay, I don't want to say spoilers. Like the, the uh, sorry, Star not Wars not not Last Jedi, Reddit. Return of the Jedi. My bad. No, I know what you're saying. Um, I, but again, if you're reading anything on like the Star Wars leaks page on Reddit, a lot of people are assuming that maybe that was part part of Palpatine's plan. What to die? No, because okay, there. Okay, this is the part. Where, okay, Zenger kind of not to spoil. I, okay, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more next week because I already recorded my Master and Apprentice review. Um, but there is a rumor going around that Palpatine that Matt Smith. Okay, let me preface this, folks. Uh, it's a Making Star Wars article. I know next week I'm going to tell you spoiler alert. But uh, Jason Ward says it's a spoiler alert. I don't know how you can spoil something when it's just a rumor. But uh, if, if he thinks it's a spoiler, you know what? Spoiler, turn this off. You don't want to hear any more of this. Um, at this point, like I've said during our last Jedi coverage like two years ago, I think there's like three people on the face of this earth that actually know the plot to that film. So um, do what you will. If you want to turn this off here, fine. Um, but there's a rumor going around that Matt Smith's character is a disciple or was a former disciple of Snoke's. Because somebody found an article from like two years ago when The Last Jedi came out that says Snoke is – is I'm sorry, Kylo Ren is Snoke's like prize pupil, yet Snoke has only ever trained one other student before. And apparently Matt Smith comes out of the woodwork in this as some sort of like acolyte of evil, and Palpatine use him, uses him as like a physical host of a spirit, and – that's how Ray and Kylo Ren fight Palpatine is through Matt, a, a possessed Matt Smith. And so people are, are, are wait, hold on a second. And, pe- and people are trying to say that Palpatine's body was dying by the events of Return of the Jedi and that he was going to use Luke's body as a way, as something to possess and gain younger, to be younger. He was going to possess Luke's body. And this was all part of the plan. So by the body dying, it wasn't ideal. It's the idea that it kind of put Palpatine into kind of like a hibernation phase, waiting for a new worthy host to, uh, what's the word? Uh, oh God, sustain his spirit. 
That's the rumor going around, Zanger. That's a new popular theory on, on the Reddit page. That this was all part of Palpatine's plan Because people are connecting the dots And I guess it does tie into what Palpatine's plan was People are saying the reason why um, uh, Palpatine let Anakin behead Dooku Is that Dooku was too old And and Dooku was never a ideal student And people are saying, oh, think about it What do all these... Oh God, Padawans or or lessers or apprentices for Palpatine have in common. Darth Maul was a young, strong guy. Anakin was a young, strong guy. And so when Anakin gets destroyed by by Obi Wan, it, it it ruined that opportunity for Palpatine to go into his body. I think about it, by the events of like like Revenge of the Sith, Palpatine's like what, like 60, 70 years old, right? Isn't yeah. It like, but that's the other thing that Sith are always obsessed with, um, with like living forever and not dying. That's why they can't become Force ghosts. That's and that's what this that's what this rumor by Jason Ward and the people on Reddit, which Reddit is like a perpetual instance of Charlie Day with the little like cork board with the red string tying around everything, um, or just me any day of the week, or Zegger any day of the week. It's. It's that idea of oh maybe Palpatine's plan all along was to try to uh, what's the word um, oh god what's the term you would use like prep prep these young guys to inhabit their bodies and he'd be body hopping and when Darth Maul gets cut in half Anakin gets sounds like something out of Obi-Wan. Japanese anime. Well, I don't know like, like uh, Naruto Orochimaru. Well, who again? Who knows what JJ's pulling from with this? It's anyone's guess. And so that's what people are thinking is that that's hopefully what not is there um, comments on the on the internet. <laughs> I don't know though, and that and that kind of time. That's what mystery boxes. It's a computer with just YouTube comments. <laughs> oh God, God help us all then. <laughs> uh, but no, like that—that's kind of what the rumor is. Like, what's okay? With that being said, Zenger, what's your take on all of it connected to what Palpatine's plan is? <sighs> Like, could you see that happening? Could you see that him doing it's, his plan it's all a, along? It's a nice little retcon that's never been brought up or never been something that has been alluded to before, sort of. But, like, straight out alluded to. Yes, you can put the pieces together of, oh, all these apprentices of him are younger and this, that, and the other. But the thing about – but what a lot of people are also connecting is what Palpatine says. Look at what he says to Anakin, Revenge of the Sith. He says – I'm paraphrasing here. He's like, you'd like to strike me down, wouldn't you? Or he says something like, you want to kill me, don't you? And it goes, I'd very well like to. And Palpatine's like almost orgasmic. He's like – I knew you would. And and you have the line of dialogue in Return of the Jedi where Palpatine is egging on Luke to strike me down. And it's like, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe by killing the body, Palpatine's body, that would allow his spirit to then go in and possess somebody. That that's another element of this people are taking from. Is that Palpatine almost seems to want to be killed so he inhabits someone's body. But it's the whole, like, don't the Sith feed off of hatred and anger? Well, that's what it would be, though. It'd be, it'd be somebody acting out in anger that which would then let them in, inhibit their, or not inhibit, inhabit their body easier. By, by having that moment of lashing out in anger would allow them, and obviously, like you said, someone like a Sith would want a young, healthy body. Like, like think about it. Why would he want to possess Vader? 
It's like that that seems like a step down from Palpy's body. You would want someone like a young Anakin, like a Luke Skywalker, like a Kylo Ren. Again, we don't know what Matt Smith looks like in this movie, so is anyone's guess right now. Like Matt Smith. Well, who knows what Matt Smith like? Who knows? He could be a motion capture character for all we know. Perfect. That that's all I'm saying, folks. That people are they're claiming that that's how JJ is going to retcon all that. Not retcon. That's not the right word. But how he's going to try to interlace all this throughout the last six or God last eight films. Is that Palpatine? Okay, this this goes into the whole Palpatine super super plan is to be the first Sith to ever get reincarnated. Or sorry to to live forever by body hopping. Well, exactly, because like, okay, getting to, I know for the last, if you've been following this podcast for the last couple of like months, I, I feel like every time Zenger Zenger's comes, slowly losing his mind. That's been happening for a while now. That's more than the last, that's before I met Zenger. Yes. That's in the last couple of months. That's more than that. Last couple of years is more like it. Yes. Um, Especially recently with the whole watching the MCU. And Sonic. <sighs> oh, don't remind me. <laughs> Um, no, but like going back, I've been harassing Zenger with like what the MacGuffin to episode nine could be. And according to Jason Ward and making Star Wars, we actually have some level of concrete information on that now. And in the rumors, he says that like the MacGuffin would evolve over the course of the film, which, i.e., the MacGuffin changes throughout the movie. And for and so far, we know what two of them are. The first MacGuffin is. They have to find the Tanta V4. That's the first MacGuffin of the film. They have to find the Tanta V4. So they find the Tanta V4, and then they have to figure out, okay, what is on the Tanta V4 that we need? And again, once again, this is Jason Ward has said this, so if you believe him, you believe this. Again, it's, up, it's anyone's guess at this point still. Apparently, they need to find C-3PO's original... Apparently, C-3PO's original data from the prequel trilogy is still aboard the Tanta V4. Mm. And something apparently happens in the movie where they download his memory, yet they upload it to R2-D2, and it has all these sorts of shenanigans happen. And so something happens when C-3PO's memory is in R2-D2, and whoever's in C-3PO's memory, it tells them to go to the second Death Star. So whatever, And that's the third MacGuffin of the film. There's something on the Death Star... That's the linchpin of all this. And much once again, if you've been following the Star Wars Leaks Reddit page, and if you're following the comics, they've made a very big point of the fact that ancient Siths can possess certain items. Like I know in the Va- toward the end of the Vader comic, they had the Sith Lord Momin, and, and Vader found his helmet. And at one point, Momin possessed Vader's body. Um, so clearly there's something on the second Death Star that Palpatine is possessing. Hmm. I, with that being said, Zenger, I, I, I rewatched Return of the Jedi recently. I can't think of a single thing that the Emperor, from what I can remember, that the Emperor brings on board the second Death Star, or or something that's tied to the Emperor on the second Death Star, that would that somehow would what's the word um, contain his essence or his spirit, his chair, oh, his cane, his chair, his his cloak. His chair. <laughs> the one that's directly below the air conditioning vent? <laughs> yes. Uh, like I don't know, Zanger. What what could be on the Death Star 2 that would that would that would be there for Palpatine to possess it? 
The cane would be interesting. But that's not that's not interesting though, is it? I I mean it's just something just that not a lot of people remember he has. Yeah, from but time that, to time I feel. That, there's nothing sexy about that. There's nothing like awe-inspiring about that. Like having see having them go to the Tantive 4 is nostalgia. Having them have to find C3PO's memories from Revenge of the Sith in the prequels is nostalgia. Palpatine's cane ain't nostalgia. Could it be Vader's lightsaber? I know you and I talked about that. Vader's lightsaber, I'm guessing, is it, it, it fell but down the same chasm where, where Palpatine fell down, right? When Luke's Luke's cut. Doesn't his, Luke have a have a like necklace that has like a red oh. crystal on it and that's supposed to be the No, that never I, I know what you're talking about. I heard I know what you're referencing. That, that the people thought I don't know if it was ever confirmed if it was or wasn't. In the visual dictionary for The Last Jedi, it is something something Sith related, but it's not you were gonna say Vader Vader's Kyber Crystal? Yeah. I don't think it's that. Because Red Kyber Crystal Oh god, I, I I'm sorry, I feel like an exhausted person explaining this, but anyways, uh, red kyber crystals in canon are ones that are regular kyber crystals that are basically bled. Yeah. They, they, they basically have to have malice and hate and all this stuff poured into them for them to turn red. Like, you bleed the crystal. And ironically, how you get a white crystal is you purify one of those. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that was a dot 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 moment, but sure, it, 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 it was a, it was a nice little. How did she get them then? Did she do it herself? Did she take them from somebody else? Tatooine's like right on the verge of like the mid rim, so it's like almost not the outer rim. Well, it's like it, it's in the outer rim, but it's like practically like on the verge of like the mid rim. Oh, Weird. so there are a ton of poser outer rimmers. Is what you're well, saying. What's really weird too is that like if you're looking at like the map of the galaxy, I know I'm kind of jumping back to like the Phantom Menace. Is like you look at Naboo. You're, 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 yeah, you're trying to figure out how they got there. Like no, because if you look at it, like Tatooine is like a hundred percent out of their way. Like if they were trying to escape to Coruscant, they like went like legit out of their way. Well, they had to get through that space blockade that for some reason was only around the center of the planet. <laughs> Where blockades don't work in space, people. Nothing can get through our shields. I, uh, I'm sorry that that just brings up my um my thoughts of the um one scene from um uh Futurama where they set up a blockade around a ship that's floating in space and it just rises up and flies and they're like you you do realize it's space and things can move in three dimensions. I'm trying to find the thing that you mentioned uh, with the Luke Skywalker little crystal doohickey. Oh yeah. Oh no. It's it's re- recovered Jedi Crusader pendant trophy made from fragmented Sith lightsaber crystal. Oh, but so technically it is still a. It's Sith, but, but it's not Vader's. But it's before then, yeah. Interesting. I, I was he trying to purify him, and that's why I, I don't know. Whatever. Why are these the things I care well, about in that movie? Well, if you remember, too, from, like, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the campaign, remember Luke interacts with one of the members of Inferno Squad, and he has the compass from yeah. the Emperor's, like, observatory? Yes. 
I don't know because it says I, ha- I have the visual dictionary for the Last Jedi in front of me. It says Luke's compass recovered from one of the Emperor's observatories on Pilio. The antiquated star compass was among the Jedi relics hoarded by the Emperor during his rule. I'm trying to think what what could be like. I'm trying to think things that are important. Like, would it be surprising that the Emperor possessed Vader's lightsaber? Because think about it, they both fell. Think about it, the lightsaber fell down the same chasm that he got thrown down. And think about it, it's something that's filled with hate It seemed like something logical that Palpatine would uh, latch onto And guess what, that would make sense If we do get a lightsaber duel between um, Kylo Ren, Rey, and Matt uh, A Palpatine-possessed Matt Smith Guess what would be cool, having him fight with Vader's lightsaber Guess Ooh. that. Can you imagine the amount Okay, Zanger, can, can I have uh, Pitchman Zanger for a second? <sighs> JJ's sitting there with a box with a ton of question marks on it in front of him. And he's like, guys, we need something for this movie. We need to sell toys. Isn't this movie about, and some other persons, isn't, this, isn't these movies about, you know, the, 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 you know, magistry and the everything and the magic of the force. And he's like, no, these have always been about selling toys. Now give me some ideas. Also, we need to put a different dish on the Falcon so we can sell another one of those Lego sets. Some pitch man zinger sitting there and he, he's tapping. And he's like, what if um what if we get like that some guy who used to be like Doctor Who? But not the one that was in Thor Dark World. No one wants to see him on TV anymore. Or the um, one in Jessica Jones. Yeah, or or the one in Jessica Jones, because even though we have Marvel, we don't want to do too much crossover. Um, why don't we get him? And why don't we bring Palpatine back? Well, how do we bring Palpatine back? Palpatine's possessing him. Ah, oh, yeah, that, that sounds good. Hold on, hold on. And because we need to sell more lightsaber toys, he has Vader's old lightsaber, which is which because is possessing. I'll, I'll get there, <laughs> which is possessed by Palpatine, and that's how Palpatine's in his body. JJ sits back in his chair. Hundred dollar bill starts shooting out of the mystery box. <laughs> no, no, no pa, pa, sorry. JJ sits back in his chair, leans forward, and goes, "You're fired." <laughs> Because I want to hire the man who came up with that idea. <laughs> and then $100 bills are shooting out of the mystery box. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Like, can, 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 you, can you imagine that, though? You have a Kylo Ren and Rey fighting a Matt Smith-possessed Palpatine... I'm sorry. A Palpatine-possessing Matt Smith's body using Vader's lightsaber. And think about it. If Palpatine is about to die, he needs to find something that's filled with hate and rage that will contain his spirit. What better item than Vader's lightsaber? I don't know. It's his chair. (laughs) No, the chair... Hey, hey, you you want me to make it even worse for Zach, people? Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Can you you pull up the concept art real quick for for them diving into the Emperor's throne room? Yeah, I know it's there. What what are they reaching for? What what, what is that item there, Zach? It's a chair. Is is it an office chair? Is it a folding chair? Is it a beanbag chair? No, it's the Emperor's chair. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! After all the hundred dollar bills fly out of the uh, the mystery box, a giant chair just pops out of nowhere, <laughs> just shoots out and lands on some intern. Uh, if yeah, it, like- okay, if it is that chair, 
I want to now go buy the Emperor chair and have that be my recording chair. Did you see they actually you can actually buy that now? I know. I've sat in it before. When I was at Celebration, like, ten years ago they had, and I sat in it and spun around in it. I think there's a picture of me somewhere in it. Yeah, but apparently now you can I saw something just the other day. You can actually buy it now. Oh. Like, I think it's like $1,200 with, like, $300 shipping. So, Zegger. How much of Palpy's plan was, was 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 devised by him in the Phantom Menace? Are we going percentages here? Sure. 25. The rest of it was done. No, to, to, okay, to be do. honest. To be honest, I think I don't... Everything went according to plan except for Anakin. Anakin was a wrench thrown into it that actually was like, this has worked out perfectly. So you think, in a way, when Palpatine says the line, "We'll watch your career with great interest," it's Palpa- him sensing. It's it's yes. So you think Anakin is a giant question mark that Palpatine's going to try to take advantage of? Yes. Okay. And so Palpatine tried to bet it all by utilizing Vader, and it eventually kind of cost him everything. As of as of now, May first, twenty nineteen, it cost him everything. Yes. All right, so I, I okay. So before we we wrap this up, I do want to bring something up from the Master and Apprentice book, and I know Zenger loves prophecy. Dang it, so that much. is expensive. That doesn't look right, though. I'm gonna keep looking. All right. Well, Zenger continues to look. I want him to listen to this as best as he can, because you're gonna hear a lot of this next week, folks. But as a tease for next week's episode, in the Master and Apprentice book, it lays out five different prophecies. But this one, I think, is the most prudent to what we're talking about now, and definitely what we'll be discussing come December. And it is this. And I quote: "Only through sacrifice of many Jedi will the Order cleanse the sin done to the nameless. The danger of the past is not past." But sleeps in an egg. When the egg cracks, it will threaten the galaxy entire. When the force itself sickens, past and future must split and combine. A chosen one shall come, born of no father, and through him will ultimate balance and the force be restored. And I guess one thing, one thing, again, some more food for thought before the end of this episode. Polish translation of the rise of Skywalker translates into Skywalker resurrection. So is there a possibility in this? No. Wait, wait. Not Luke gets Okay, cuz okay. One final thing to bring up. If anybody knows their history on Return of the Jedi, Lucas originally had an ending of Return of the Jedi. He never filmed this, but he it was one of the many drafts he had for Jedi that during the confrontation of Luke the Vader, uh, Luke the Emperor and Vader in like the, the subterranean lava fortress. Oh, Obi-Wan Obi-Wan and Yoda would come back and have a have a role in that fight. So with that being said, we're seeing resur- Skywalker resurrection. Who's to say that during this fight between a resurrected Palpatine that Anakin and Luke both don't have a, have a, a role in the fight? Even if it's minor, think of like Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire with Harry's parents. Who's to say that if all this is happening, and there is there is precedent for this, Lucas did want Yoda and Obi-Wan. I think at least Obi-Wan. I'm not sure about Yoda. I think he wanted Obi-Wan in the final fight between Luke, Vader, and the Emperor. So who's to say that that you do have a moment in this where you have both Anakin, Luke, and Kylo Ren all fighting the Emperor in the end? And that would make it the resurrection of Skywalker. 
There might be more. We might be interpreting this a little too abstractly with this whole idea of Skywalker being a new religion. It might legit be the end of the film. I'm not saying they come back in the flesh, and it's like Anakin's like, oh, I'm a real boy, like 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 Mister Stark. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange has opened up a portal, and I'm back. Like I'm not saying it's gonna be that type of resurrection, but who's to say they don't bring them back just temporarily to help Rey and Kylo Ren defeat? Palpatine because think about it Anakin failed killing the Emperor Luke failed destroying the Emperor And now they're coming back to finish the fight For good (laughs) (laughs) That is the correct answer Uh, I don't know uh, Why do I keep getting one six Scale models of the Emperor's chair Instead Dagger's trying to order the $1,500 chair right now. I, I, I keep seeing that. And I'm like, there was one before that that looks weirder. And I want I, that one. I like to imagine like Ellie's getting like a text message from like the bank account being like, like, have you recently purchased a $1,500 chair from like Sci-Fi Chairs R Us? Oh, God dang it. <laughs> oh, no. And Ellie's like, no, no, he didn't. <laughs> and I spin around in the chair. Somehow I'm able to delay that text long enough to get it, set it up, and have it in the living room. So then when she comes down the stairs, I can be like, turning it and be like, excellent. I like the idea. Like, <laughs> oh my god, there's a picture of that chair with a porg in it. <laughs> of course. I think Zenger just found his new, like, uh, avatar on, like, social media. Is the chair? No, with the porg in it. Oh, okay. The porg in the throne room chair. With all that being said, I know we kind of got off topic this week, like most episodes. Yes. But uh, a- any concluding thoughts on all this? I, I want to continue the ongoing Palpatine's plan. Okay. Just because it-, it gets amusing later. But yeah, he of course was playing both sides. He of course set it up to where it was a win-win for him. No matter how you cut it, when Zach was sitting there trying to poke holes, it still makes sense to where he would have somehow gotten there still. Yeah, six to one half dozen the other. Yeah, so that's the thing. He set up to where he would win no matter what, and it's just I feel like getting Skywalker was a little bonus. Maybe that's what he's trying to do with the sequel trilogy. Maybe the whole idea. Of, I think about it. Like everybody make like again, like, like I said during our like Rise of Skywalker trailer discussion, that we might have to go back to the Force. Like like my opinion on the Force Awakens might be fundamentally altered after this movie. If what JJ is doing, what I think he's going to do, is the idea that what if like we we made fun of the Force Awakens for being derivative. Of like a new hope in like the original trilogy. What if Palpatine once again was trying to rise to a position of power by being by pitting very similar factions against each other again? So he's behind the Republic this time too. Or I I I, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. But okay. what like let's say he deliberately wanted another very similar struggle to see like he tried to use another rebellion versus empire esque. Uh, Squabble to try to gain to a position of power again. Like maybe he deliberately had to sit there, like like coordinate this level of same like skirmish and dispute in order to put himself in a position where someone like the resistance would go looking for an all powerful MacGuffin that could change the tide of the war, and that would lead them eventually back to him. Because the whole point is that like, or maybe he tries to possess Ray. Maybe Ray is another another conduit. 
Well, yeah, maybe maybe Ray is the successor to maybe that is the rise of Skywalker in the sense that maybe Ray has more in common with the Skywalker lineage as an Anakin Skywalker because she is just another virgin birth of the Force. Maybe that's maybe she is a Skywalker, but in the same sense of somebody that's just born in a mystical sense, not like oh she's the spawn of of Anakin and Padme. Or Leia and Han Solo. Maybe, maybe that's no. What have it be that. Probably... Have me be violently angry in the movie but, theater. But okay, Sanger. Which at the end of the day, which is worse, her being the inexplicable daughter of Han and Leia, or her being like a very similar, or being born of the same process that conceived Anakin? Like, is one better or worse if if it ends <sighs> with the same result of her being a Skywalker? I. Uh... I know this is something we could probably get on in a different episode and everything, but her to be a nobody. But she is a nobody. Because I feel like the Force is a character in in these movies. But it's not – I don't think she can – okay. I don't think she can be a nobody. Or she's as much as a nobody as Harry Potter is in the Harry Potter series. It's the idea that – (laughs) Who? Well, (laughs) but it's the idea that – Again, what does it mean? Like, think about the Star Wars episodes one through nine are. We've been told numerous times now it's the story of the Skywalkers. Why would somebody who's the focal point of the last three of these movies be a nobody? It makes no sense because she starts the new force building people, people known as the Skywalkers. No, well, sure, that could be a way they take it, but it's the idea that, like, if this is supposed to be the story of the Skywalkers. Why would the person that brings balance to the force until they make Star Wars episode 10, 10 years from now, why wouldn't the person that bring think about it? The 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 focal point of the prequels is Anakin Skywalker. The focal point of the original trilogy is Luke Skywalker. The focal point of the sequel trilogy is Ray. Period. Skywalker. <laughs> well, that's that's what I mean, though. It's like I'm not I'm not trying to say that she's going to be anybody, I, folks. I don't care. I, I and for the record, I I I never liked the term head cannon. I'm just spitballing. It's fun to think about this stuff. This is again, we're, we're having more fun now than we're going to have after the movie comes out because it's more fun speculating about this stuff. The problem is the people who who because no one's going to have cooling. fun after November. No, after December. No, no one's going to have fun after November. Well, well. Well, I know what you're getting at, though, but we are going to have Mandalorian and Jedi Fallen Order to talk about. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's all fun. Dies that day. It's all fun and games until uh, another Star Wars movie comes out. No, it's all fun and games until you make a Sonic movie that nobody wanted. Oh, enough. Enough. I, I was what? trying. I'm like, you're not getting that. That's what I'm getting at. No, because I'm. I, I thought I put it. Okay, I'm going to do an Ellie. You're not allowed to say the S word anymore. Dang it. You're not allowed to say the S word. New rules. Zenger's not allowed to say the word S O N I C anymore. Fine. You're allowed to talk about the re- the fast food restaurant. I'll allow exceptions. Oh, for that. okay, cool. I can talk <laughs> about the that place that I don't even have near me. <laughs> That's I'll allow that, but I'm not allowing the uh, the blue hedgehog character. I, I can't talk about the blue bar- blur. No, no blue blur. I can't talk about the um. The rad hero with a lot of attitude? Nope. I can't talk about the guy that can really move? Uh-uh. I can't get other, any other things out of this one. <laughs> I can't talk about Miles Prowler? 
<laughs> Whatever, singer. All right. With that being said, so concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a very off-topic, tangential podcast. Uh, check out the Facebook group, Knights of Vader, on Facebook. We'll be there waiting to talk this sort of nonsense with you or any sort of Star Wars memes you might have. But no Sonic. <laughs> Find us on Instagram at KOV Podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platforms you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to Anspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter at Cinemodies, and on the Cinemodies podcast, where we'll be talking about the 1970 film The Aristocats. Everybody's favorite Disney film with possibly the worst Disney villain ever. Aren't they all the same movie back then? Pretty much. Oh, no, they, 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 they were the guy that mediocre. did uh, Blue. Blue's yeah. voice in all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, yeah, he doesn't even try in that. So, Zenger, what are you covering on Zeng this in the next couple weeks? <laughs> no blue blur. Uh, I guess we'll eventually finish our... Um, Indiana Jones stuff we worked on. Uh, we gotta do Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Maybe the worst best movie ever? Question mark. It's it's. I'll leave it at this. It's the third best Indiana Jones movie. Interesting. Or the second worst Indiana Jones movie. There you go. So Zanger, we bid our audience farewell. Next week is a solo book episode. But the week after that, we'll have a special guest on. We are hopefully we'll have a special guest on. We're going to have the father of the Knights of Vader on. He has not been on since the 15-year anniversary of Attack of the Clones episode. So, uh, folks, it's, this is going to be an episode of the Maury Povich show. You will get to meet your father. Sandra doesn't get that because he has another context behind it. Oh, I guess we should explain on this episode too, since we forgot to do it at the beginning. How me and Zach met. I thought we explained that in the Endgame episode. Yeah, but who's to say people actually listen to that because maybe somebody doesn't, doesn't want it spoiled. I figure we should just keep explaining it for a few episodes. All right. What happened was I was driving. Zenger was like outside like getting ice cream from like the ice cream truck. I yes, drove the, by. The, the lactose intolerant Zenger was outside getting ice cream. He was getting a popsicle. He was getting a Sonic oh, okay. popsicle. Of course. And, and I was driving by and I was in a, a black van with tinted windows with spray painted on the side. It said free porgs. And I said, Hey, you like porgs? And, and, and Zenger's like, yes, yeah, sir. And I'm like, get in. We got free porgs. And then like two years later, Zenger's the co-host on this podcast. Uh, I, I was going to have the, the mental thing of like, wait, does he mean free porgs as in he's trying to free porgs or does he have free porgs? End of the day, Zenger was brought in against his will. Yes, by force if necessary. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got in You got in the van on your own accord. Yes, the contracts then, no, that, that was a different story. I promised him all the Sonic popsicles he could ever eat. and He's still eating them to this day. Yes, because there was two of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I said, ate... too. Uh, Zenger, Zenger saw the free porks like, written on the side of the van in like, crude like spray paint. He went, I don't know about this. Then he saw on the other side, it said free Sonic popsicles, and he said sold. He couldn't get in the van fast enough. <laughs> Why does it have teeth? <laughs> One, two, you're, you're getting me back on the topic. Uh, oh, God, no. No.
never again. Alrighty, folks. Until next week. Good night, but not goodbye. You should be wearing gloves.